you know, I've seen more results dealing with hyperpigmentation and melasma when you address the liver and you start treating the liver and those things start to, to lighten. Yeah. My, my melasma clients, we are only doing it. I mean, obviously we're doing topical, but nothing that's actually like meant to burn off the skin. It's just meant for skin health overall, but everything else is done internally. Welcome to another special episode of the Biohacker Blondie podcast, where we dive deep into the world of health, wellness, longevity, and of course, biohacking. I'm your host, Jenny Jones, aka Biohacker Blondie. And in today's episode, I am thrilled to have Jamie McGuire, a renowned expert in aesthetics and the founder of Jamie and Aesthetics as our esteemed guest. Jamie is on my level when it comes to all things health, and she is an expert when it comes to biohacking the skin. She brings a wealth of knowledge from her extensive experience in the skincare industry, offering a unique perspective on achieving radiant, healthy skin through both innovative external treatments and nurturing our bodies from the inside out. In this enlightening conversation, Jamie shares her personal journey into the realm of aesthetics, highlighting how her approach to skincare transcends conventional methods by incorporating gut health, nutrition, and lifestyle adjustments. She discusses the importance of liver support and gut health, the benefits of red light therapy, and why water quality matters more than you think. Jamie also gives us a peek into her daily skincare routine, reveals her stance on clean makeup and skincare products, and emphasizes the significance of mental health and self-care in the beauty equation. Whether you're struggling with skin issues, looking for ways to enhance your skincare regimen, or curious about the link between diet and skin health, this episode is packed with actionable insights and biohacks to help you look and feel your best. Join us as we uncover the secrets to glowing skin and overall wellness with Jamie McGuire. Okay, well, welcome to another episode of the Biohacker Blondie podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk all about skin, which everyone needs to hear about because we all want to look beautiful inside and out. So we're with the amazing Jamie Ann, who has um, her own... um, whole skincare, everything, uh, studio, um, called Jamie and aesthetics. So I don't know how you got into this space. If you had, you know, skin issues and then this became your passion, or if you want to just give us a little intro and then, yeah. And kind of get into all the details of skin and nutrition and what are the best things for our skin, um, lasers, everything, topicals, peels. I want to hear it all. Yeah, we'll get into all of it. Um, So a little bit about my background. I actually am a little opposite um, than a lot of other skincare specialists, I feel like, not only with my approach to skincare, but also my journey. You know, when I was younger, I was not riddled with acne or anything like that. So I do have, you know, a different take on it because, of course, there's genetics involved. And I completely sympathize with those who have had to really suffer um, growing up and dealing with like all the things like Accutane and Tretinoin, and especially right now what's out there when you're when you're a teenager dealing with skin issues, which I did not go through that. However, um, what I did see and what I constantly grew and became more passionate about was with my clientele when I was working with people and all of their issues and realizing those factors that were involved in why they were having these skin issues from hormones to just being a teenager in general to diet and, and all the things that we're going to obviously get into. So even though my 
you know, skincare journey personally didn't start that way. I ended up with skin issues later on in life due to gut issues, which again, brought me to the second portion of my career, which is now evolved to more um, internal work and why we have to address what's going on inside to cure what's going on outside. Because I had had great skin for such a long time and loved the skincare industry and the beauty industry and really just wanted to, I wanted to always do it differently than most people. I never really wanted to be like a spa esthetician. I was never like into the massage thing and the relaxation. I thought that, you know, that's just not me. That's like a whole different kind of vibe. And I really was of the mind of like, I want to be like a little bit of a dermatologist without like the doctor part, right? Like I just wanted to really like clear skin. I didn't want, yeah, exactly. Like I wanted to do things differently. I wanted to definitely like clean it out. I wanted to clear it out. And like my facials are not like relaxing. Like you're getting everything out. It's, you know, people come to me because it's like that, um, you know, sometimes when something hurts so bad, like you have to, like you crave it at some point. It's like that where it's like, yeah, it's not the most enjoyable facial, but you get the results afterwards. So like you, you get through the pain because it's like, you know, the results afterwards and that's just in office treatments. But because I have um, been doing this for, you know, almost 15 plus years and seeing so many acneic clients, like that is my base of my clientele is acne. And those clients are the ones that I, you know, are my tried and true that I really have seen the progress and the changes being made in their skin when we address what was going on internally, as well as the external. And so here we are today, where it's just, I've decided to kind of take a step back more so from in office treatments, because I realized that those are only going to do so much at a certain point. And everything that we do at home is 90% of our skin health. So it's all about the diet. And it's all about consistent, proper skincare routines at home. So that's why I want to just like make it more for the masses than people that are just able to like come into my office and see me. Um, it's not where you're going to see the long term results. Oh, I, and I remember we connected on because you are you're also taking the gut restore from level yes. up health, which is yes. like the gut peptide of BPC one fifty seven. Yep. And now I'm now I finished that bottle and I'm on to just BPC one fifty seven. I used to inject it as well, so I I oh, love yeah. peptides. Yeah, I'm a big fan yeah. of peptides. So you're yeah. still do working. Do you think? I mean, I even feel like with my gut, I'm like some things might come in, like maybe I eat or have a parasite or something, and so I I feel like health is just one of those ups and downs, like you're not going to just like, you know, okay, I fixed my gut and I'm going to be good for the rest of my life. You know, it's like, it's such a good all- point that you bring that up because that's exactly what's happening to me right now is I have actually a parasite oh, out of okay. the blue and I've never had one before. So I had gut issues years ago, which was when I was dealing with skin issues and all of the, the crazy stuff that my skin had never gone through before, then focused on healing the gut. And that's how I got so super in depth with all of my, you know, gut work and gut testing, supplements, and diet. And then throughout the last year, my gut has gotten substantially better. And then it took a back seat. And I was like, wait, is did something happen? Like maybe the holidays, did I eat too much of, you know, I didn't, I don't live like every single day perfectly. Like I live by 80, 20. So I thought maybe, you know, I overdid it at some point, retested. And then it came back that I had a parasite. And I'm like, you know, these things exist in the world. So no matter what you do to try and optimize your health, there are things that can come in and kind of shake things up a bit. You just got to figure out ways to heal those when they come up. And that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And I feel like it's also not accepting that, you know, and saying, okay, something's off. I need to find out what's going on and do something about it before it gets worse. Because I think 
a lot of people might get a bacteria or parasite or especially mold or, and they think that all these symptoms are starting like are normal and then it gets worse and worse and we just normalize it. And, and a lot of people don't know what to do and to take care of it, you know, or to 100%. Yep. You're absolutely right. And And we get like complacent with like, Oh, I just, when, you know, when I hear this trend of like, oh, I can't eat eggs, I, it causes acne. It's like, no, it doesn't. If you're getting acne because of eggs and something's off in your gut, we have to heal that. Like, you don't have to just bow down to the fact of like, oh, eggs are acne causing. Then, then I'd be riddled with acne if that was the case. That's not the case. <laughs> I eat I them know. every day. I- Everyone has allergies of something. They're like, oh, I can't, yes. you know, do this or that because everyone is like allergic. Everyone has rashes or even eczema. I don't know if you deal with a lot of patients with eczema, yes. but that's a big thing, even especially for men as well. And a lot of people are on medication for it. Like they don't talk about it, but I'm always asking people yeah. <laughs> about yeah. their health. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're taking medication. I'm like, hmm. yeah, and they're on topical steroids. It's just all Band-Aids. And honestly, my... Those are some of my best cases. Like the acne ones are my top cases, obviously, when we start, you know, addressing the gut and seeing their improvements. But the next ones are my eczema and rosacea clients. It's like those ones turn around. I mean, I had one last year within like six months. That may sound like a long time, by the way, but that's not a long time. Six months, I mean, all of her redness and inflammation was gone. All of it. She was still getting some breakouts now and then. Like we're in the process. Like it's going to take time. But like once she had H. pylori, she was riddled with H. pylori. It's like we have to, we had to test her gut. Yeah, we had to get in there. We had to do a stool sample test. Once we got those results back, we addressed those issues. And then it's a protocol and you've got to stick to it. And you've got to just understand that it takes time. These things, you never know how long they've been there for. Like it takes some time to address those issues and get everything calmed down and healed. Um, You have to kill off bad bacteria. You have to support the good bacteria. I mean, there's a lot involved and it takes time. The gut is like so fragile like it's just you know and you have to have that balance of bacteria so it's been a difficult thing for me to figure out you know even the probiotics like there's trillion bacteria inside so it's like and then we have these probiotics and it's like there's five strains of them but it's like you you know know. so and the thing is that people and I I was one of them that we get like you think of gut health, you think of probiotics, right? Well, when I was going through my gut healing process, I was told to stop taking all of these probiotics. Like right now we needed to address just what we were trying to fix that we could find in the gut. So it wasn't about like adding any more probiotics yet until we healed one side of things. So I think we all blindly, you know, uh, prescribe ourselves different supplements. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes things like probiotics can be very finicky. And if you're not fixing what's going on in the gut, probiotics can sometimes work in the opposite direction for people. It can make things worse. So you really need to be careful about what you're self-diagnosing as well, which I did myself too. I did a whole year of self-diagnosing and treatments and things like that. And about the amount of money that I wasted within a year, just buying random supplements, working with random, like, yes, I ended up spending all the money that I could have been spending towards testing and real supplements to address my specific concerns. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Instead of just like, I, you know, the testing is so great and it's expensive somewhat. Like, you know, these stool tests are a little bit more expensive for people like these things. And then I'm pretty sure most of them are not covered by insurance. So it's like, you know, (laughs) I'm pretty sure these tests could like really impact people from being or for being preventative 
and yes. preventing disease. But for some reason, insurance doesn't cover them. But <laughs> that should be your first indication that it's something you should do. If insurance doesn't cover it, maybe that's your like ding, ding, ding. Okay, this is probably going to work and actually do something to help me long term. So maybe that's what I should do. Just thinking. Yeah. And I noticed your protocol, like you have the testing, which is great because it's like, so I, that is, I guess that's the basis of your program is, hey, we need to test what's going on inside first, and then we can like work on that as well as the outside. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like to to do if they can, you know, I have different options for people, you know, because it is a higher price point. So, you know, we'll try something first, if you don't feel like it's getting you where you want to be, or it's, you know, like an elimination diet, and it's something that's harder for you to do. And you're riddled with things that don't seem to work with just diet alone. We probably need to go a little bit further into the testing world. So, and then, so you tested yourself and you found out you had a parasite. So what is, what are you doing for your gut? So the first test that I did was last year um, in January And that's when I realized all my markers that were off with bad bacterias and I had like zero good bacteria. So I had like, I was um, undetectable with acromancia. So I had like no beneficial bacteria at that time. So we addressed that early on, but I mean, it was tough. We had to do uh, three different supplements three times a day. So I had to wake up, take supplements in the middle of the afternoon, remember to take my second round and then before bed, take my third round. I do this for months, like Three months in, no signs of like feeling any better. Six months in, maybe. Nine months is when I saw the mark. It takes time. Yeah. And I tell all of my clients that because I don't want to give any like false hope. Like if you're going to do this, you have to be ready to commit to it. Otherwise, it's money down the drain. Like you need to make sure that you're ready to stay consistent with something and and not get uh, lost if you're feeling like it's not perfect overnight. It's just, it's not going to work that way. So then I retested because of what was going on recently with my gut that made no sense because I was feeling – I was back to normal. I was able to eat all my foods that I liked before. Like I had to avoid garlic and onion for like two years. And there's no reason for that. That's not a bad thing to eat. There was just – I was having reactions and bloating. I mean I've never really been big on gluten but like the things that I was eliminating, it got so crazy. I was on a 14-day liquid diet at one point. Like I went crazy with this stuff. So I'm glad that we got to the bottom of it. Then we just had to, you know, I still had to stay away from certain things while we were going through this process. But then when I felt better, I gave in to all the things and then I backtracked and I thought it was because I gave in to like garlic and onion again, but it was because I had a parasite. So then I retested um, earlier in January and that's when all my markers were completely like normal. So all the stuff that was in the red before was like finally like the yellow, green, every, like my acromantia was way up there. So everything went really well. It was just this stupid um, parasite. So now I'm on a supplement to kill off the parasite. That could take a couple months. I have to take that three times a day. It just is what it is. Like We are just going to take a quick pause and talk about one of the things I'm loving right now is the Aura Ring. I am obsessed. I did not want to give in for the longest time, but now that I have it, I just have to say how much I love it. I love tracking my sleep, my activity, And unlike a watch or wristband, you do not even notice you have the ring on. It's so comfortable and it keeps you accountable of how much sleep you are getting, how much deep and REM sleep you are getting, which is so important for energy, memory, and even focus throughout the day. If you are debating about getting the Aura Ring, do not hesitate any further. It is seriously such a great investment 
I will put the link in the show notes below, or you can find all my favorite biohacking essentials on my website at biohackerblondie.com. I also want to talk about protein. As muscle mass is key for longevity, one of my favorite protein powders is Equip Foods. There are a lot of protein powders full of additives, fillers, fake sugars that affect the gut, microbiome, but not Equip Foods. They are one of the highest quality protein powders out there. 100% grass-fed, their unflavored protein powder has only one ingredient. I just add a scoop to my blender every morning with almond milk, lung fruit, ice, cinnamon, salt, and cloves, and it is delicious. Make sure you are getting enough protein throughout the day to sustain muscle with Equip Foods Protein Powder. And the best part is they are giving my listeners 20% off with code BIOHACKERBLONDIE20. So just go to their website and add my special discount code and try their amazing protein powder and you can thank me later. So now let's dive back into this amazing episode with Jamie. It's micro defense. So it's a, it's an oregano supplement. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if all natural, you know, and then I was taking the, the ultimate uh, gut repair from level up too. Yeah. 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 And some peptides and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Give me all the gut health. Quick. Okay. Quick question. I have another one. Um, Okay. Which stool test do you recommend? So I do the GI map test. It's a okay. really advanced, uh, you know, laboratory test that's really specific. So I've heard, you know, I did this too, but all the people doing the Viome test and, you know, wow. the Everly Well, all the, or like food sensitivity tests, they mm. are not accurate. They're false positives. And also they're generalizing. So like, you're just going to be yeah. grouped into categories. Like I think they have maybe four categories that they'll put you in. So if you're doing a test and you're somewhere along the lines in like the red from like, let's say 39% to, you know, 49%, you'll be in this category. And then it just goes through stuff to avoid, like it said that I needed to avoid red meat. And I was like, okay, (laughs) this test is BS. So it doesn't tell you specifically what's going on in your gut. It just tells you that you're off. You're like, I already knew that. Yeah. And the, <laughs> like, so the GI one, that one will give you specific bacteria, uh-huh. specific pathogens, yeah. bacteria, H. pylori, it- candida. Yes. Uh, that's so great. That's yeah. like covering all. I'm curious. Does it also test for zonulin? I know. I like, don't zonulin. think so. No. Zonulin's kind of like the glue to like, uh, keep the gut connected so there's no it has um it has a different test in it that actually does tell you like your um gut health class like where you're healthy at as far as like the level so like if you can um basically if you yes exactly it tells you that yes wow that's so great okay so that's great information so everyone go do the gi go get your stool tested now yeah probably most people I know have some gut issues and it's not that crazy it's like 400 bucks like I know it could sound like a pinch it can be I'm doing one every year maybe twice a year at this point now knowing that I have a you know parasite like who knows a how long I had that for how many people are riddled with them I mean they're easier to get than people think I used to think they're really hard to get like unless you traveled or you know you were eating sushi regularly I don't eat out a lot. Like I yeah. cook at home most of the time. I It's very rare in my opinion for somebody like me to get a parasite and for me mm-hmm. to get one, it's like, okay, this stuff, I mean, I live in LA, like it, who knows how gross, yeah. you know, it's just possible yeah. and for anybody. And then we're like surrounded by toxins. So we're trying to, you know, like our body's not able probably to fight off these things as well as like yeah. maybe you know, 50 years ago or something, who knows, but 
Uh, it's so complicated now. I'm like, it takes so much energy to stay healthy. <laughs> 100. I could not agree with you more. And it's like the more that I talk to people, like everybody's like riddled with parasites. And I'm like, I mean, we've all been riddled with parasites since the beginning of time. But like now our bodies are actually really reacting to them. So they're like, they're getting more aggressive, in my opinion. Like something's happening in the world. Our bodies are getting weaker. Or they're getting more aggressive. I don't know. I think it's yeah, both. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Completely agree. Um, uh, quick, so have you ever used GHKCU? The no. peptide? It's like skin peptide. No, I haven't. Okay. So level, I've heard of it though. Health has that as a oral. So I've been taking that as well. How do you like it so far? I think it's good. Yeah. I think I'm liking it. I have no some copper other... peptides. Cause GHK, if I'm not mistaken, is a copper peptide, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's great. Actually. It's something that, um, I looked into skincare that had it in the skincare and I was interested in it at the time. And I forget which one it was. This was a couple of years ago, but yeah, it's, it's an amazing, um, you know, skin health peptide for sure. Um, whether or not it's going to be more beneficial orally or topically, or maybe both. I, I still need to, to experiment with that myself. Okay. We'll see how that goes. You should try it. Yes. <laughs> I, I might just do that. Trust me. <laughs> So you're also really big into diet. Yes. Um, you were talking to Paul Sal- Salandino. I always mm-hmm. like screw up the last name, but um, so he's very big on carnivore. And are you big on carnivore as well? Are you going to I add am. garlic and vegetables back in? Or are you doing that just like temporarily? Or you really believe in this diet? What's your typical diet? And has it changed your skin? Has it changed your body? I'm curious, like. Um, yeah. And have you also done DNA testing because I think some people might do better with a you know carnivore keto diet, and some people might do better you know with a little bit more carbs. I'm not sure you know. It, right. For everyone. I agree with that completely. So as as heavy as I am in like the animal based carnivore world. I am not like limited or think that it's going to always be the perfect solution for everybody. But if you aren't vegan or aren't vegetarian, um, I do recommend doing things more on that like heavier carnivore animal based side to see how you feel basically like an elimination diet to a degree and also find what works for you. I am not strict on it to um, the degree of only meat and, you know, raw dairy and stuff like that. I went through last year, the animal based 30 challenge. So that's where you did do an animal based diet for 30 days. And I felt amazing. I completely agree with that diet. I think it's incredible. Um, and just like, there's certain things that just make sense to me. And when things make sense, that's pretty much like what I go on, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be like all these studies and this, that, and the other. I'm just like, well, yeah, what have we lived on forever? Like, what did my gut kind of react well to? What didn't it react well to? What's like the most sustainable option? What's actually, you know, what have we been lied to about? What are we, what's kind of the truth? Like, I just look at like the facts that are in front of my face. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Posted something like, uh, if your doctor's telling you to stay away from like eggs, meat and dairy, but like, you know, not mentioning sugar and processed food, like maybe you should find a new doctor because it's exactly like, like people can go, you know, oh, carnivore, this, that, this, but like, first of all, just stay away from ultra processed food and sugar yes. and like all, you know, just all these things before you even get into like the nitty, you know, of meat versus vegetables. <laughs> totally. And I agree with that completely. And it's like, I go off of 
for my diet specifically, it's my own personal experience. Like I loved salads at one point. I was a big spinach eater at one point. I, I didn't eat a ton of oats, but I did like some oatmeal now and then. Like I just kind of go back to those times and think about how my gut was or how I was reacting to things. And I wasn't necessarily reacting well. I remember salads really bloating me constantly. And it's like, well, raw veggies salad is hard to digest for some people. It's not going to be for everybody, but they also can carry a little bit more bacteria. I mean, it's, it's, you have to make sure everything's super organic. And, you know, I just believe in cooking veggies down. So it's not about like not having them ever. I cook, you know, with celery, carrot, bok choy, like especially more for flavor. And also like, I like a little bit of a, a change up. I don't need to, to just be eating meat all the time. But I mean, my diet basically consists of steak, sweet potatoes, arugula, burgers with raw cheese, eggs. Like that is probably my top five that's like every single week um yeah yeah. and then sometimes I get sick of it and I like to have like I make some bok choy with some white jasmine rice or I get creative and it's like I want to make a soup or you know like a normal diet but it's just whole foods my biggest thing is whole real foods no processed foods no seed oils no refined sugar like those things are top 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 and then we can work with the other parts yes yes Oils is a big one. And I'm just like, it's in everything now. And people are clueless. Like, I want everyone to know, stay away from seed oils. And that's why I don't go out much because I know that they're using probably canola oil, really processed, processed. They use chemicals to create these seed oils because it's not like if you squeeze these seeds, it's going to become an oil. It's not naturally an oil. It takes a lot of work and chemicals to make these seed oils and then it becomes oxidized and it's very damaging. So yeah. And over time, especially when it's in all of your food, because again, like to your point, we don't like to go out to eat a lot as well because of that same reason. But when we do, I don't stress it because literally 90% of my diet has zero seed oils, you know, has yeah. or zero yeah. omega, omega six. So it's one of those things that I don't really look at, um, you know, I don't, I don't worry too much when I'm out. It's like, okay, I I know this isn't going to have the best quality ingredients from start to finish. Seed oils is one and where they're sourcing their meat from is another. I mean, that drives me even more crazy, to be honest, because I don't like the factory farming. I don't like, you know, the grain fed and the, you know, the hormones, the antibiotics that are being pumped into animals. You want to talk about animal cruelty. That's where we're talking about animal cruelty. Not when you're eating like a normally like raised sustainable cow that comes from a farm where it was treated well and, you know, passed away well and is now divvied up between an entire neighborhood. That's how it should be. And what I wish that we could all go back to. Um, because that's, you know, if we got rid of every fast food chain, imagine how many animals could be saved kind of thing. You know, people that are ranting and raving about meat eaters and this and that go rant and rave to get these places shut down. If you really think about it, that's, you know, the Mecca of disease right there. Seed oils and horribly processed meat. You kidding? And chemicals on plants. It's like, exactly. Destroying animals as well. It's like these toxins and this processed food is also damaging you know, animals, our environment, our soil, our water. So like, it's not even just meat. It's like when you're putting these chemicals on plants, you're destroying all the like life and our bodies. (laughs) Yes. And it's hard too, because I don't want to be that like, you know, um, bougie type where everything's organic, but it's no, like I, I used to be that way. I used to be like, I'm not buying every single thing organic. Like that's so like extra kind of thing. And I would like shop at Trader Joe's and I just, 
I found all the little things that were, you know, I'd get like chips that didn't have salt in them. Oh, I'm being super healthy. Like basically opposite of everything I do now. Like everything now is salted like crazy, butter like crazy. I don't step foot in Trader Joe's. Like I know. never felt, you know what I mean? Never felt better with my skin health. My body has not changed one bit. So when you mentioned that, like, how is it, how has your diet affected your skin and your body? My skin has been good for a long time. But when I went through that phase when my gut was off, it was horrible. Yeah. And now it's, you know, it's great for the most part, but I'm a human. I still have moments of like breakouts through hormonal things. It's not perfect all the time. That's not realistic, but for most of the time it is. And I love my skin and I feel like, um, you know, for my youth, it helps keep me a little bit more youthful and plump and builds my collagen up more. And I don't gain weight on this diet. Like I eat this way every day and I'm talking pads of butter multiple times a day and I don't work out. And it's something I don't like to admit it's horrible, but I don't work out right now. I don't work out right now. It's really, I, it's disgusting because by the way, like that's the best way to, to biohack your, your life is to make sure, trust me, I watch your videos and I'm like, oh, this is so, <laughs> no, I know. And I, more for like, you know, my oxygen level, like muscle tone, like I, you know, and yes. I love to work out too. So it, it's my happy place. Um, yeah. And I want to be like, I need to get to that point, you know, where sometimes yeah. you have to like do it for a good amount of time. And then like, cause I used to, I used to have a trainer. I used to go to the gym all the time. It was like a normal part of my week and yeah. my busy level just changed throughout the last couple of years. And plus my health, when I was dealing with my gut issues, I just had no energy. So mm. getting back into the routine has been really tough for me, but that's me being completely honest and upfront. Like this is the way I eat and I'm not working out right now. So, yeah. you know, and I'm not overweight. Yeah. I, and the thing I just had, I don't know if you've done the glucose monitor, but I did that. Mm -hmm. And that was really eye opening as well. Because it's like, what is spiking your blood glucose? Like this is going to impact your energy. This is going to impact like the glucose goddess gets into like how this creates wrinkles when you have these massive glucose spikes. For sure. So when you're more on like a like more fat, more protein, you're not going to have these crazy glucose spikes. And then you know, all this insulin coming in and these highs lows, which is also damaging your cells and causing aging. Yeah. And that's also why I scream it from the rooftops about oats and oat milk. It's just my oh, biggest like... It's so bad. Like I follow some people <laughs> and every time they do the oats, it's like the it spikes so high. It's crazy. Yeah, oats and oat milk. And then like yep. there was even one where they tried all the different oats, like the rolled or the like all of them. And they all pretty much spike. It's all the Why? same. Because I get that question. Anytime I post about the oats thing, I every, I mean, obviously people are new followers, so I can't expect them to know everything I've talked about from day one. But it is one of those things I get like so amped up about because I'm like, no, it doesn't matter what kind doesn't like our organic. Okay. For all yes. day of hunger. And yes. It's like it's not worth it. It's just like, and most people, which I kind of have a hard time. I do like having like, um, some yogurt. I use like the Coco June yogurt in the morning. Mm -hmm. or some yeah. People like more of like the eggs and the, like in the, like a heartier breakfast. And that makes them like helps with their ghrelin and their satiety throughout the day. Yeah. So yeah, and that's we'll, me personally. I do a heavy protein because that's what works for me. But you know what works for you as far as like, you know, maybe the yogurt is actually really beneficial. Coco June hates my body. It hates it. Like I can't explain it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I have no idea. It could be, again, the, the probiotics and stuff. You know what I mean? It's yeah. stuff that like when you're dealing with any kind of gut dysbiosis, sometimes people's guts won't like certain things. And that's why I understand when people talk about 
oh, that they don't like eggs or eggs are, you know, bugging their gut or their skin or whatever. It's like, okay, maybe that is your case, but we can find something else for you. I even like recommend having a cheeseburger if eggs don't work for you. Honestly, yeah, I have it. I'll make like baked goods of just like some almond butter and eggs and I'll have that too. Like you can make something yeah. sweet with an egg. Totally. And so you're still getting the protein and everything as well. So if exactly. you do want something sweeter in the morning, that's what I kind of have been doing is I'll just do like some almond butter and like egg and make like some bread out of it. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. Actually, I would even be down for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get into skits. It's your like, this is your whole thing. And I want to know what your favorite procedures, what your daily routine is. Do you do red light? Do you, I don't think you do like retin-A or anything. Do you? Um... No. Okay. So when it comes yeah. to like, really, person, I love. yeah. Yes, I am a some person. So it's interesting and it's a little complicated. So I'll try and make it like as clear as I can when it comes to things like products, right? So I do basically, I've, I've been using the same skincare line for over 15 years, almost 16 years. And it's the only line that I use personally and that I use on my clients. So I only speak on this one product line because I've seen the results of it. It's holistic. It's medical grade. Um, but there are no chemicals in them. So it's something that, you know, I really do stand behind when it comes to skincare because um, as we age and as we're, you know, immersed in the beauty and skincare industry, like we're seeing this push of tretinoin and retin-A, which is a form of tretinoin um, and retinol with an O. Those are all synthetic and generic forms of a retinol, right? So those will actually cause more sensitivity over time. They are going to be more harsh and damaging. You might get some benefits, you know, now so everybody's different. I've heard so many people be like, my skin's never looked better. It's like, maybe now we'll see how it looks in 10 years. Like, you know, you're, you're, I've, I won't let clients come in that have been on tretinoin. They can't come see me because I can't extract their skin. It's literally like putting a synthetic cover over your face where your, your skin's not breathing. It's just this like surface that looks slick. If you get up close and it's congested, it's filled with all the same poor, like blackheads and breakouts, but I can't get them out. Like I literally push and it's just, it's suffocated underneath the surface of, of synthetic generic chemicals. It's gross and I don't like it. So so many times and I just because I'm like oh this is supposed to be the wonderful like cure all right yeah every time I just feel like I, I I feel like my skin is more a little red more pink like it's irritating you know yeah. it's all, like and then yeah I'm outside I want to go outside but I feel like it, it then it does more damage because my skin is now like yes. you know so it's like, I honestly, I keep going back and forth. I keep trying it. And I just, for some reason, I feel like my intuition is telling me like, no, this isn't doing good well, for you. Well, yeah, it is. But it's also like, think about just the red flags, right? If anything that you're putting on topically is basically telling you to stay out of the sun, red flag. It's Those are the yeah. things that are making you sensitive and you're making your skin sensitive, making you sensitive to the sunlight, which actually has benefits. So if there, there are, of course, little rules to that too. But like, if you have like a prescription, which technically tretinoin and retin-A and those ones can be prescription grade prescriptions, we all want to avoid, you know, that's the stuff that should tell you right away. It's a drug. It's, you know, something that's chemical based. It's not, it's a band-aid kind of thing. It's not something that's going to give you long-term skin health. You know, I've never used those products and I just, I always go back to the things that I haven't done versus like, I'm sure there's great treatments and great things out there. I'm just going to tell people what I haven't done and where my skin is today without having 
have done those treatments. So I've done no chemical peels on my skin and I've done no invasive lasers. I've only done IPL, like a little, I think I've done two IPL treatments ever on my face. I've done like a few on my chest and I've done Morpheus 8 for my neck and for my stomach, but I've never touched my face with Morpheus. And everything else is just what I do with my skincare at home and my diet. So that I, when I talk about these things, it's not like I, I say them because I'm trying to like shame people or, um, you know, have them stay away from, from harsh treatments because they're always going to be bad. I'm saying that like, I've never done these things and my skin's doing great. So if you don't want to go spend the money, if you don't want to go deal with the downtime, or if you don't want to, you know, put your skin through stuff that's going to burn it off chemical peels or, you know, invasive lasers like CO2 lasers and those ones that just, you know, they're gnarly where you can't even be out in public for a week. Those are things to me that again, I, I go back to, I just, when things make sense, like your skin on your face, like your facial skin is the most delicate of all your body. So like you could probably do the same thing on your arms and never have the same reaction that your skin, that your face is going to have your face. It's so delicate. Why would we burn it off? Why would we, we treat this the harshest of anywhere else on our body? Why? We want to be delicate to this. And if I'm going to do something, I'd rather do like a surgery. Like I'd rather get something like permanently done rather than like causing damage over and over and over and over to my skin where, you know, people are getting these crazy chemical peels one after another, after another. And it's like, it's thinning your skin down. It's making it way more sensitized over time. You're definitely not going to be able to be in the sun. So I don't want to live like that, you know? And that's just me personally. So I just don't do them. If you're being preventative as well, I feel like, you know, some people who have taken in like too much sun and I I think that goes into how you, you know, how you treat your body on the inside and then you start developing, you know, all this like skin damage. But I think like sometimes to reverse that, you do have to take kind of these stronger actions or like people, Mm -hmm. like I've also seen like people have like the acne and they have like the marks, you know, or like do these things. So there are, I feel like, there's, it's, you know, for some people it could be very beneficial, but I also feel like you have to be very careful who you go to and make sure you're not damaging. And I think a lot of the times these lasers are causing too much inflammation and can do more damage in the long run. And then also like, yeah, the skin being like too thin or then you go out in the sun and now you have to be like, then you're going to do more damage. Yeah. It's It's hard. the skin is fragile. Your face is always showing. It's like, you know, so. Yeah, um, exactly. And I agree to all of that, by the way, because there are certain treatments that are necessary for certain issues. Like you said, like when you're dealing with acne scarring and like the ice picks and, um, you know, really bad hyperpigmentation. But again, you know, I've seen more results dealing with hyperpigmentation and melasma when you address the liver and you start treating the liver and those things start to, to lighten. Yeah. My, my melasma clients, we are only doing it. I mean, obviously we're doing topical, but nothing that's actually like meant to burn off the skin. It's just meant for skin health overall, but everything else is done internally. So you, because I struggle with pigmentation and, there's two things I've added recently that I feel like have been, I, I feel like I've noticed. I was like, wow, I feel like it's kind of going away. But one of them is from uh, the Level Up Health. He uh-huh. sent me the, live, uh, the liver, and I've been taking that every night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has a ton of good. Uh, Does it have like glutathione in it? I think it might has like NAC and yeah, like uh-huh. all those detoxifiers. Yeah. I've been taking it every night. And then. I don't know if you've heard of herbal face food. Mm-mm. It's 
and so I follow this girl, Vanessa, and she has gorgeous skin. And I was like, you know, I'm finally going to try this. She keeps like saying it. And so I've been adding that. I don't know what it is, but I feel like my pigmentation has gone down because I have struggled with pigmentation and I do feel like my liver has always been like kind of the like thing I need to work on, you know? Yeah. And that's for most women, it's our hormone area. You know, it's like the minute the liver is not supported and is unhealthy, you're going to get those very telltale signs of hormonal imbalances, you know, melasma, hair changes, things like that. So when we support the liver, it's so vital. So that's the first thing that we do. And it takes a second too. So if you're already seeing benefits just from taking the level up supplement, just wait six months from now, keep doing it, stay on it. And always going away. My, my, my melasma clients within, I think two rounds of different supplement, like focus for the liver within, I want to say it took about two and a half, three months, major change, major change. And it's yeah. not even like they didn't have to avoid or do anything different. It was like, they're just doing the liver support and it really helps to reduce melasma. It's the only thing, cause melasma is not curable. You can't get yeah. like, you can technically get rid of hyperpigmentation. Yeah, you can't get rid of melasma. Is like a birthmark. It's like coming from the inside out. It's not yes. from getting hit by sun. You get it from hormonal imbalances, birth control, oh pregnancy. Yeah, I've been struggling too. I'm like, okay, let me do this. Let me do that. Let me, you know, do the retinol. Like I'm trying, and it's just like, and then I feel like it irritates it more and causes more pigmentation. Yep. You know, so it's like this cycle but yeah I feel like those and I actually haven't been drinking at all either so that maybe also is helping benefit the liver for sure because I haven't been I'm like I have no time to drink but and I, and I actually have been enjoying it but um, yeah I never like to go to extremes but at the time it's like I have to be focused right now yeah so that's also helping the pigmentation it does it is but that's like I mean that's one side of things but it's the extra support like you could technically never drink again and it still won't be enough you know it needs to be you like to, you have to have yeah you have to supplement yeah. or it has to be in your diet so it's just like whatever you can yeah. do to support it I think that's a big part is like people are missing like either mold parasites heavy metals candida and then also the liver and kidney like I think yep. people need to realize those two are so important to detox and I don't Huge. think a lot of people are thinking of that. And I just started focusing on that a lot more realizing because I did the function health test and stuff. And there was like a few markers where I'm like, oh, I can improve that, you know, and one yeah. of them was I think a little bit of the liver or something. And I was like, oh, okay. I think, I, you know, like you need to detox these things and make sure so everything is like any toxins coming in, you can detox them out. 100%. <laughs> and that's my when I work with clients, like my brand new clients, everybody is put on an internal supplement protocol as well as their external. So it always has to go hand in hand. There's not enough product in the world that is going to do everything and anything to help your skin if you're not addressing what's going on inside, period. Because what you're doing is just going full circle of skin. Yeah. You're just like really getting to the root cause, also doing the facials and everything. So yeah, tell us about all your facials, your skin routine. I want to know, like, how do we look as gorgeous as you? <laughs> You're so sweet. Um, well, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. So I will say the number one thing is always going to be consistency. And I, it's hard for people to grasp this because we're just inundated with so many different products and things now in the beauty and skincare world, but like sticking to a product line and not switching because I've done it. And I'm telling you, 
sticking to one. I mean, of course you can move within the line. You should always consider a line that has like a broader, uh, you know, product option because you don't want to just be stuck to like one serum and one cleanser and one moisturizer for the rest of your life. So I'm lucky where I can like move around with the different serums and cleansers whenever I need to adjust things within my skincare routine, but it's all in the same family. So they're all like-minded ingredients they are working together. So things aren't like confusing to my skincare routine because I'm constantly staying within the same walls. Okay. This is so that's like, see, like, like everyone's saying you need to like change out your hair, you know, like shampoo and conditioner in your face, like every few months to like change things up. Have you heard of that? Or it's, I have over- not heard of, I mean, that would literally go against everything that I preach, but <laughs> there, but there is a, a fine line too, because I always tell clients give three months, six months, nine months and a year, and then we'll figure out where we need to go from there. Because Within three months, most of, if I get a brand new client, most of the time their skin's going to go through a purging process. If they're used to 85 different products at one point, you know, they have all these different Sephora brands and medical grade, this, that, and the other, and then they switch over to using just one system that I put them on, they are probably going to go through different phases. They might feel a little too oily. They might feel a little too dry and they may purge. Most people do purge. It's very normal. Once you get past that stage, then they're starting to feel, okay, my texture is getting better. I'm really happy with the products. Then we're going to get to like six months in. Okay, now I'm going to switch some things around. Now we don't keep you on the same serum. Now we're going to maybe add this in because I needed to build your skin up. I need to make sure that like your skin can adapt to the new products, the new ingredients. And then we give you a more heavier like serum. So the vitamin A serums are the ones that I kind of wait a second to build into their protocol because that will take a minute for their skin to adapt and it can freak skin out. If you hit them over, you know, the beginning stages with it too early on, their skin can freak out. So the vitamin A is the natural form of retinol. So that is not a chemical version. It's not synthetic. It's not generic. It's the natural form. So it's called retinol to hide. So this uses a liposomal delivery system, which actually gently benefits your skin and it actually benefits your skin more than synthetic ones. So even more than tretinoin or any of those. So you get more benefits from using this natural one. It's just unfortunately not talked about a lot. So people don't know. And I have different, I have three different levels in that family alone. So it's like, I can start you with one, then maybe in like nine months, we build you to another. And maybe in a year we start you with another. So you're build, you're constantly evolving your skincare routine, but again, it's all within the same family. It's not going to, you know, switch up an entire product line. If I, I've switched over one time to skin better because they had sent me all of their products. They wanted me to start carrying them. I tried them for 30 days. I did not use my other products for 30 days. I tried nothing but skin better to see the results. Two weeks in, I kind of liked it. And then within a month, I was like, no, my skin feels like tretinoin skin where it's just not absorbing. It feels like it's not breathing. And I knew right then and there. So I don't agree with switching around product lines. I just agree with like consistency and taking your time with things, understanding it's not going to be an overnight process. Like you have to just stick to something long enough to know the benefits. And you just want to make sure that you're using stuff that's really good quality for your skin. You don't want to be constantly putting on, you know, ingredients that are you know, heavy chemicals, fragrances and stuff like that. And just be like, oh no, I have to stay with the same skincare line because Jamie said stick with the same. That's not what I mean. I'm saying like, get a really good quality skincare line and don't switch it around. Make sure that you're staying with it. I mean, everything's going to change and evolve in time. But again, when you can change and evolve within the same walls and making sure that all the ingredients are still working well together and they're still the same family of ingredients, that's the difference. So you can actually still move around and still change things up without having to like start from with a whole new product line. Does that make sense? 
feel like you hear, I don't know, like actresses or something, and they're like the older 60 or something. They're like, I've been using the same. They look gorgeous, and they're like, I've been using the same face wash since, I, you know, since. And we hope that that's true. I mean, I know it's true for my end of things. Like, you know, the things that I do, which um, you ask what my routine is, you know, I don't cleanse my face in the morning. It's like my number one tip that I give to everybody. No cleansing in the morning. Um, No toners. I don't do any scrub exfoliants. Nothing harsh. Again, we go back to that thing where you talked about harsh treatments and chemicals and lasers. I treat my skin like a baby. Like you want to be delicate with it. The only thing I do that's considered a little bit invasive that I do a few times a week is derma rolling. But the derma roller is like a 0.25 millimeters, the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest little needles. And I do, it's more an anti-aging treatment. I don't recommend that for everybody. Is this the one with like, like the doctor pen or just like a roller? Just a roller. I like the rollers oh. better. I think the, the pens are, are fine too, to a degree, but I like the, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like I have more control over the roller. I, you know, I can go a little bit deeper in certain areas, lighter in others. And it's, you know, they're not expensive. I get a specific kind of roller. So it's not, you know, like a cheap generic one. I get decent yeah. ones. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I do like to do that now and then. And I go up and down. Some, some months I'll do it pretty consistently. And other months I'm like, okay, my skin looks great right now. I'm just going to let it be. Like there's some times when you just like, just stick to something and you don't have to like mess around with anything just to, you know, add in more steps. Like if everything's going well, maybe just back off on, you know, certain things that you're doing, like the dermal roller right now, I don't need to do just not feeling it right now. But what do you, and do you use red light? I love you red light. Don't. You love red light. Do you? Have uh, yeah, I use, yeah, I use bond like charge. Oh, okay. yeah. I use the okay. bond charge red light mask and the neck and chest mask. I use this three times a week. Okay. And do you, yeah. do you do the one there's like, they're coming out with the head too, for your hair as well. I I haven't used it, but just I want Gulf or Sullivan red light. <laughs> I'm so down. Like it's actually, I want to kind of grab the mask after I'm done and just do this, but I'm like, just, just relax. I, I, my friends <laughs> sent me one. They're like, they're basically taking the face mask and like putting it over pain, like on their shoulders or wherever, like anywhere, like, and then they're putting it on the, their head. Yeah. It's like, makes sense like everyone loves red light like I think that's incredible well I have a Saluma too which is the one that you know you can bend around um so I do have that so like you were saying with the pain I'll use it on my neck I use it on my stomach for gut health so I use that yeah I use that probably yeah I probably do that like five times a week like right in the morning first thing so okay so tell us your morning and night routine just like a little rundown so just wipe down with water. I use, like, I have a water filter. So I just do, you know, filtered do you, do you water. Have sink water filter or using mm-hmm. all around? Okay. Because I just yeah. ordered, oh, well, it came. I haven't put it on yet. The Filter like baby? The, yes. Is yeah. that the one you Perfect. have? Yep. That's okay. Because I'm like this, when I go, when I travel, you know, I was just in San Francisco. I'm like, oh my gosh, my hair feels so, like everything just felt better. Yeah. And I'm like, the water there I know is better. I used to live there. And I'm like, here it's just it's a whole different it's so bad <laughs> so it's... I'm like thinking like I'm washing my face with this like chemical water basically I need oh, to be yeah. my sink just water. wait I later <laughs> on today I was gonna post I have a, a video that I took in my office yesterday that shows when our steamer goes down in water right so it's like you don't notice anything when it's bubbling and it's just this glass bowl right but when it gets down to like a certain level like at the end of the day the amount of crystals on the bottom and I'm talking not like pretty crystals I'm talking like gross metal just 
I mean, and it's huge chunks that just break down from boiling water that comes out of the sink. It's wow. disgusting. Yeah. It's so gross. I know. I so it, yes, water. filters on your sink are, are highly, I mean, and obviously in your shower too, but like think about your sink, you're brushing your teeth. Like that stuff is going straight in your mouth and then you're washing your face. Yeah. Water is everything. I'm like, it's, it, I am drinking it. I'm putting it all over my body. Like, I don't think people realize the importance. Like if you're living in the jungle where you have like amazing spring water or something, totally. you know, or like, you you know, but in LA and probably big cities, you have to like really like make sure you're doing like all the filtering yep we have a water filter on our fridge because you know when it makes ice and when we do cups in there i have the berkey and i we just got the greenfield water system for our under the sink like plus two shower filters on our shower too and the sink filter i don't mess around i've never understood the obsession with water and i was like whenever i would come down to la i'd be like everyone's like obsessed they have like these water like stores where they have the spring water where you can have it delivered i get it i'm like i get it me too i just keep i'm getting more i'm getting worse with it as time goes on because i'm just freaked out but yeah so filtered water in the morning i use like the um clean skin club towels you know, they're just super easy because I just toss them. So I wet that under the water, wipe my face down. That's it. Cause it just gives you like, you can splash and just towel dry. So it's either or, but I just like the feeling of like wiping. Cause I also wear, you know, um, two different serums at night and two different moisturizers. So it just helps like get that off. And by the way, you don't have to like cleanse it off. It's not bad. These are very beneficial active ingredients that I want to feed my skin. So I just want to wipe them down a little bit. And then I use a um, antioxidant serum mixed with a repairing serum. So one's called Catalyst and one is called um, Rescue. So I mix those together. That's my serum for the day. So that helps to protect throughout the day and repair. And then I use a moisturizer. And then some days I use SPF, some days I don't. So it depends. If I'm at home all day, I'm just using a moisturizer. If I'm running out and running errands and stuff like that, where it's like I'm going to be in the car for long periods of time where you're getting overly exposed with sun, which is, you know, something that can make you more sensitive over time, especially when you use heavier serums like I do at night. Um, So then you want to do like a mineral SPF, never chemical. I do like a tinted one from um, One Skin. It's just a mineral base, SPF 30. And I just more so I just like block the sun. I don't rely on the fact that I'm wearing sunscreen and just like think that I'm protected. It's not going to work that way. Like I still put my visor down, I move out of the way. But then when I go get my 20 minutes of sun, I still, you know, give myself like a nice five minutes with my face out. And then I'll just cover my face with a hat and I'll let my body, you know, just get some some sun for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I don't put any SPF on my body. Um, And then, you know, I'll do regular makeup throughout the day. And then for night, I do a double cleanse. So just pump once, wash your face, pump again, wash again. And then I do a makeup remover just around my eyes. So I don't have to like remove everything since I've already done a double cleanse. It's just like that little bit of mascara that's left over. Makeup remover. And then I do two different serums. So one's one of the vitamin A serums called Renew. Another one's called Stem Factor. So Stem Factor actually has stem cells in it. So it's really great for anti-aging plus using the vitamin A, which you only want to use vitamin A at night. Um, An incredible uh, duo. And then I use two different moisturizers. So I use like a heavier cream moisturizer um, for my face and neck. And then I top it by pressing in a little bit of facial oil. And that just kind of lets everything like marinate throughout the night. So you get like a really nice hydrating treatment overnight. 
I don't do eye serum right now because the one that I love is on back order. So like right now I'm just waiting for it to come back out. But like I just bring my products up to my eyes and it's fine. Yeah. Do you wear the eye patches? Do you have those? No. Okay. I always see everyone wearing them. I'm like, do I yeah, need no. them? I don't really <laughs> like that kind of like I don't do the masks and all the like gimmicky things like I just don't I do like sometimes a charcoal mask that's actually like detoxifying and like you know things that actually work but like the sheet masks and I'm like no yeah, I'm yeah. That, so. what about vitamin c that's something so, I'm also very sensitive with I feel like internally or externally uh externally yeah I love vitamin c I mean vitamin c is major because the antioxidant property is to help fight free radicals so if you're using it topically you want to use it during the day at night doesn't really matter as much um, but I'm big on internal vitamin C over like if you're really sensitive to it and you know you are just focus on the internal vitamin C to help fight against free radical damage. And then you can just use like a repairing serum for the day. It doesn't necessarily have to be vitamin C if you know that you're sensitive. Um, things of where if it's like in a bottle and it can like oxidize or something because you want it more like enclosed always in like a spray or something because like if the vitamin C is constantly having like uh, open okay. to air yeah mm -hmm. that it could be damaging the the serum so yeah I mean there's a chance of that whether or okay. not that's happening or you know what I mean like I personally have used vitamin c serums forever and they're in you know a pump bottle but like they're an air yeah. pump so it's kind of something that it pumps from the bottom up versus like the tube so I'm hoping yeah. that, that actually helps to not actually get air directly in but I don't know if that is the case, if it just help, if it changes the effectiveness of it, to be honest. I've always found it to be very effective. Okay. I just, yeah, it's something I've heard. I don't, and it's like the little droplets. I know like SkinCeuticals or something has like the vitamin C droplet serum. So it's being so, opened for a lot Yeah. More. And that's the thing. It's funny with like, when you come to like SkinCeuticals is clinical. Um, these brands, they're actually higher concentration of alcohol rather than the active ingredient. So they're, I believe, about 10% alcohol based and I think about 1.5% active. So they're those types of big name brands like that where you can just go into like any like beauty supply store, med spa. I think that they're at Sephora. I stay away from. Yeah, I know. I And they, they're very irritating and they're even saying like women are like, I don't know. We put so many more chemicals, like toxic chemicals on our skin and our body compared to yeah. men too, which are like, can cause cancer or whatever. So it's like, it's crazy how we can just go into Sephora, but they're coming out with more clean products, but like a lot of things are like damaging ourselves and can, are doing a lot more damage. Yeah. So, another question. Do you do clean makeup or? Yes. So I, but I do a little bit of both because there's some stuff I can't find yet and I will switch over when that happens. So, um, yes, I do Ilia for my foundation for the most part or the tinted SPF from, um, one skin. So they're just okay. mineral based clean. Um, I do Ilia mascara. I do Kosas, uh, concealer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love, I mean, Sheena's one of my friends actually who created Kosas and she's done an incredible job with that line. I like I'll, I, I love just their the stuff. bronzer and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. Please give she's, me some color. <laughs> she's killing it. I'm so proud of her. I, um, I know. And it's very difficult, I think, with the clean makeup because it's like, it, it's just, I don't, you know, you can't be adding these chemicals to make it like more like 
spread or whatever. So whatever Kosa's doing is like one of my favorites. My go-to. One of my favorites. And I honestly just tried it for this last time that I went and re-upped my makeup because I had so much concealer and stuff from before that, you know, I'm not big on wasting. So it's like, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen, but like, I'm not going to just waste stuff. Um, not necessarily, but yeah, I I was so impressed with it. So that I love. And then I use, um, lawless, uh, eyeshadow just because it's talc free and it's still not the cleanest overall. Um, and then I use like a Dior blush. I still use Dior blush. That's the toxic one right there. It's not great, (laughs) but I haven't found I haven't found a a color yet. So I wish that the clean makeup brands would come out with like all the colors, like to compete against yeah. things like, you know, Makeup Forever and MAC and all the things. Like I need those. Those are my old school ones that I used to use. I need those yeah, colors that I like. Yeah. I think it was like orgasmic or something. Yes. That the bright pink. Yeah. That I, one yes. was like my go-to, but I switch. I I now use the RMS Beauty. I think there's, oh, okay. yeah, that's my go-to. And I like this milk. It's like for the lips, but it gives me a little color for the, yep. um, but yeah, I've, I've, the only thing I have, I can't find is a really good lipstick and the Anastasia or whatever. She is like the best, uh, or Charlotte, sorry, Charlotte. Yeah. I use Charlotte um, and I know it's, it's so like, I not good. Color. I know. So there is one that I have not switched out. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, you know, we're not perfect. It's progress. We do what we can't. Like, I'm trying to actually not get my hair colored anymore. And I look like a crazy, you know what I mean? Like, there's things. I, I have fake boobs. Like, I have gel nails. Like, there's, I'm trying to eliminate as much. And I get this so much from people, too, when it's like, I post about the things that I don't do or my age and people are like, oh my God, you get Botox and filler and you have fake boobs. And it's like, yes, I do. But that doesn't mean I'm going to throw in the towel in every other capacity when it comes to my health. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, just down a bunch of chemicals. I live in like the jungle or something, you know, I want to like kind of look like I'm in the city. I'll figure it out for me. I'm just letting you guys know what I do. So if you want to, you know, have any insights, like the things that I've done for my skin health or why, you know, I'm 41, like the way I look at 41 or whatever, like that's the questions that people have. So I try and give, you know, a broad answer to that. And it's like, people just aren't accepting of the fact that sometimes, you know, you have a little mix of both. It's okay. Like I know David Sinclair, who's out of you know, um, Harvard or whatever, just doing all the research for longevity. He's just like, sometimes those pros of like Botox and makes you feel better. You go out, you laugh instead of being insecure can actually have more benefits than like maybe the, the toxins from the Botox. Well, and that's what I tell people too. I, I say, cause you know, I get those DMS from women that want my opinion on it and that they're scared to get it because they don't want the toxins in their body. I said, that's fine. Like whatever works for you. I, I unfortunately was like born and bred in LA to a degree. So I've now done, I do way less than I ever did, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, even. So for me, I'm still transitioning from, you know, really aggressively doing a lot to what is less. And it is sometimes hard to, to see your face when, you know, you're not used to that for a while. So I'm doing what a happy medium, but trying to get further away from it. And that is part of my, my mental health to a degree. I know it sounds stupid. I know we should all have amazing self-esteem, but that's not as easy as it sounds sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, and it's just that balance. So it's like, I'm there, I have my toes painted. Like it's yeah. not, you know, I just go to the salon. I don't think it's clean nail polish. <laughs> exactly. 
Yes. So we got to be, we got to give ourselves grace. Um, but this is so great. Is there anything else I'm trying to think? So you have a 90 day program, which I love, mm-hmm. and then yes. you can do the one-on-one coaching. And then you also have a clinic as well in Beverly Hills that people can go get facials from you. And Yeah. And then I have them. my online course that's launching. Okay. So the course is actually going to be so amazing for everybody because you can do it on your own time at your own pace. And it is the 90 day program. Um, so you just can take the online course and if you need the additional help or work, you can work with me one-on-one, but I always encourage people to just start with the course and see what you can accomplish through, you know, doing the online program because that is a huge help. Does that include the stool testing and, or the, the you have the option to get that if you want to, um, it doesn't include it. It's just the online program, but it does include my new book that comes along with it. So I already have the ebook that I launched last year. Um, this is like the 2.0, so it's double the size. So the amount of recipes, cause people really need help with the food aspect of things. So I'm just giving you like everything that I possibly can think of when it comes to the food. I have an animal based guide in there. I have, you know, all of the ingredients to avoid the grocery lists and just a ton of recipes. So that's meant to help you along the way, plus a bunch of other workbooks. So I go over like pore clogging ingredients. So I have a whole workbook for that. I have your gut symptom checklist. I have product recommendations, what products to avoid, skincare. I have everything, basically everything that kind of we were going through is all part of that course as well. So it's just in depth versions. So amazing. I love that yeah. so much. You're like changing people's like the greatest thing is like you're giving people like their health and making them feel good on the outside as well. Like that can be so life changing for people who yeah. feel insecure and don't want to go out and don't want to be social because of these like, you know, skin insecurities. So like you're probably I mean, you are helping so many people changing their lives, which I think also why I love this space so much is because I want to help people like get their energy back, get their health back so that they can live like, you know, a happy, healthy life, which is like, my yeah, passion, so. yeah, I love that for both of us. And I need to come work out with you to speak oh on yes. health space. <laughs> it's so much fun. Everyone's always shocked because they're like, oh, my gosh, a lot of people are not working their core. And like I do a lot of planks and do a lot of oh, yeah. moves and, you know, and it's difficult because a lot of people are just doing squats or just doing the arms mm-hmm. or you know, not really paying attention to the core which is like the base the of most the- important yeah yep. and so that's why I think a lot of people are like oh my gosh this is killing me <laughs> yeah well I need to be killed and then they love it come back yeah yeah totally <laughs> anyways well this was so great oh my gosh I am so excited this one because I've not I have not done a skin episode yet and this is gonna be I'm everyone- honored yeah, so this is so great. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, of course. Three questions I always ask are three biohacks that you would recommend to everyone listening since this is the Biohacker Blondie podcast. Okay, so liver support. So that's going to yes. be one of my top ones is please, please, please support your liver. Um, you, supplements you rec- are great. Do you recommend a supplement? Yeah, I mean, I am partnered with Thorne, so a lot of my supplements are going to be recommended through there. Um, Glutathione's amazing. I mean, Level Up is an incredible line as well, so they have the liver cleanse, liver support. So, um, you know, uh, curcumin is also something that's really great for the liver, NAC, um, yeah, glutathione, glutamine. So just anything that says support the liver that you can find, get your hands on, um, that's one of my biggest ones. 
Um, to your uh, comment about the vitamin C, also get your vitamin C internally. And regardless if you're using external, also use internal. Vitamin C is huge in, defi- in fighting aging as well. And... Um, glutathione, yeah. Hu- yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And what would my last one be to give yourself grace and not have everything perfect that your mental health and what makes you happy at the end of the day and what works for you can sometimes be what works for you. It doesn't mean that has to always align with everybody else's views perfectly, myself included. So if, if let's say meat doesn't work for you or eggs don't work for you, it's okay. It's okay. No, I think taking away the stress is a big thing because we, and I'm like a perfectionist as well. So I am always kind of like, okay, just being okay is one of the best things you can do. It's just saying like, it's okay. Like, I'm just going to take it as it is or, you know, and, and totally to, you know, make it work for me. So. Yeah. Just keep the stress down. That's the most important. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming of on the course, podcast. Jenny. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Before we sign off, I have a small request. If Jamie's insights and our discussion today have inspired you or shed light on new aspects of health and wellness, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback is crucial for our growth and helps me reach more listeners, enabling me to keep sharing valuable knowledge and engaging stories. Also, please share this episode with anyone you think might benefit from it. Spreading the word helps us build a community dedicated to health, wellness, and biohacking, and your support is key to that mission. If you're interested in sponsorships or collaborations, don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram or throughout my website. I'm always excited about the prospect of new partnerships and exploring innovative ways to share our health journey with the world. Thank you once again for joining me. Stay curious, keep exploring the vast world of biohacking, and always remember, investing in your health is the best investment you can make. Here's to a healthier, happier life for us all.
those are some of my best cases. Like the acne ones are my top cases, obviously, when we start, you know, addressing the gut and seeing their improvements. But the next ones are my eczema and rosacea clients. It's like, those ones turn around. I mean, I had one last year within like six months. That may sound like a long time, by the way, but that's not a long time. Six months, I mean, all of her redness and inflammation was gone. All of 